Hi, Diamonds. Welcome to the United State of Women, a forum where professional women come together to thrive by living more connected to our power, our purpose, and our plan. We invite you to tune in every other week where we show you that you can have it all and teach you how to get it by becoming the star of your own life and not just a supporting role in your life, career, and relationships. Here with Julie Dean, my USW podcast ambassador and co-host, I am Kalina James, owner of LCR, a business consulting and leadership development coaching company. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hey, Diamonds. I've got a confession to make. Lately, I've been feeling overworked and overwhelmed. I'm here with Kalina James, and today we're sharing tips on how to stop feeling overworked and overwhelmed. So grab a notebook and a pen. My name is Julie Dean, and we are United State of Women. Woo! Hey, Kalina. <laughs> What's up? I don't know if you could relate to that feeling, but you know, sometimes I just feel spread so thin, <laughs> and it's almost making me feel kooky. Oh, girl, welcome to the rat race. <laughs> and it's like, in my mind, I want to say it's going to slow down, but when? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm kind of curious, like, how long I can keep going like this before I really crash and burn. Girl, until you crash and burn. <laughs> and that's it, right? And until it's you like, crash and burn. You know, they say God never gives you more than you can handle. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But lately, I feel like that, that rope is about to just snip. Yeah. I mean, girl, I'm trying to tell you something. I, you know, this is a really good topic because I used to be that girl and probably still am. I had to really analyze why being busy was so significant to me because being busy for me, obviously some things you just can't control. You got parent kids, you're taking care of your parents, you know, there's a lot going on. But when I could control it, why did I think the hard way, the long way, the busy way, the lot going on way meant like I was doing something good? You know what I'm saying? I, I, from that lens, diamonds, right? I had to analyze myself. Like, why is it that I get this satisfaction from doing all this work? Like, why does that mean so much significance to me? Like, important value. I had to go through that rat race. But there are some things in life that are just a lot when you're taking care of your family and you've got significant other and then you've got your aging parents and you're trying to work and you're responsible for all kinds of stuff girl people want you and they want you yesterday and there's just not enough time in the day well and that's the other side of it too right you know i've really had to juggle with is this a people pleaser mindset that i'm just you know feeling like i have to cater to everybody in order to feel important or am I just really that busy that I really have so much going on that it's spread me this thin? Yes. When you've got so much going on and it spread you so thin, it shows one thing. You really care. You're really involved. Things really matter. You want your hands to touch so many things. Kudos to you. On the other note, there was this, this, this speech I gave or something around time, right? I used to say that your time is like your credit and your credit is your time or your time is like your money and your money is your time. Remember that slogan? My money is my time. My time is my money. <laughs> right. I used to say that all the time. And then I broke it down in a way that I hope that I can break it down today for you. I treated my time like it was if it was my money. For me, I am such a giver, love, nurturing, caring about people, connecting with resources. But I wanted to make sure that I had enough to give for as many people as I could. So I treated my time like it was money. So diamonds, 
would you prefer a $100 gift from me or a $2 gift from me? Well, anybody in their right mind would probably like, I just want the right gift, right? But if you've put some effort into it, like some money into it, like a cost effective into it, how cool would that be to experience a gift that someone paid some money for, right? You want to go to Tiffany's, right, Julie? You want your husband to take you to Tiffany's so he can buy you a nice little gift for this next baby as a way of saying, (laughs) right, 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 right. Because you want that to be such a meaningful experience. However, I treated my time like it was for my money. My money was my time. I wanted to give people $200 gifts, not $2 gifts, which means that I might have to tell you no and reserve a really good no for a better yes tomorrow. Because I was only going to withdraw so much money today. I was only going to draw so much time today. How did I want to spend my time? Right. Do I want to give everybody two dollars trying to touch everybody or just say, I really want to give you two hundred dollars of my time. And then if you let me give you a little bit more down the road, I'm going to tell you no today so I can hook you up tomorrow with better time. Well, so that's interesting because, you know, as I was getting ready to learn more about this subject, it drew me to the conclusion of, you know, people that are always living in the moment. Yes. And living in the moment is great. You know, being present, being here, I understand. Yep. But don't forget to plan ahead and think about the future. Yes. Because it's so easy if somebody asks you, hey, can you do this for me? That you're thinking, yeah, sure, no big deal because I have time in that moment. Yes. Not realizing that every time you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. You're saying no to something else and you're saying no to good people who who are really... One, maybe dependent on you. Two, counting on you. Three, trusting you. Four, expecting it, right? Want, want you there, right? And so treating your time like your, like it's money. And then how much do you want to draw from the day? And who do you want to give that deposit to? Because I do want to have a, an ability to withdraw tomorrow. I want to draw some time. So if I give it all up, I might not have any time for anybody tomorrow. And so, you know, I treat your time like it's your credit or your credit. And then, you know, when you are giving out your time, you want to be able to pay that time. You don't want to be able to pull it back and say, I'm sorry, I'm overbooked. I'm, I I don't have, you know, the time or it just got away from me and I'm sorry, I'm late. I'm late. I apologize. You know, I had a lot going on. That's not paying your credit. That's not paying the debt that you said that you would give. And then now tomorrow you can't make good on your, on your debt. So I treat my time like it's my money and my money is my time and it's I treat it like it's credit. And if I want to withdraw money today to give you time, I'm going to give it to you. But if tomorrow comes around, I want to have some more time. That's right. That's right. And so yeah. that's why the next tip here is, you know, just really deciding if this is something that's really necessary. Yes, because a good yet good no today is a better yes tomorrow because, you know, there is one lens on analyzing why I'm always saying yes is it because I feel significant and need it, right? Do I really want to be liked? Be truthful with yourself. That was a really strong, powerful awareness for me. I want to be liked. Of course, I want people to like me. That's why I say yes. But then coming down to the fact that, you know, I like myself more than I'd rather have people like me was a really strong, powerful awakening for myself to pull back the lens and say, I cannot, I apologize. In no way, shape, or form do I feel like this is going to not get you to like me. However, if I tell you no today, I might be able to give you a better yes tomorrow. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting because 
if you give yourself that chance to decide if it's really necessary, you can really determine where else in your calendar you can hit that reset button to yeah. make that time or make it a priority because yeah. maybe it is something that needs to be done, but does it really need to be done right now? Yeah. And then, you know what, there's another lens to this one. You know, a lot of people spend a lot of time doing so many different things, little bitty things. I'm always an advocate for people figuring out what their impact is in this world and doing that. You may be great with children. You may be great at running a team. You might be great at organizing events. You might be great at all kinds of things. There are going to be people in your life that are going to want you to do that for them. I want you to try it over here. I want you to get involved with this. If you know what your impact is and your significant purpose is with your two hands, then you're not going to be easily swayed to get involved with other people's vision of you for them. That's a way to be able to say, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to commit to that. That is not in alignment with my vision or my mission, or it doesn't really get create the opportunities for me to continue the vision or the mission that I'm currently doing now. There is nothing wrong, nothing more sexier than a woman who knows who she is and knows what she's about and will put some perspective on what she will contribute her hand to. Absolutely. Yeah, this is great. You know, this is so cool to me because, you know, with that, it also comes the perspective of knowing yourself and knowing when you are most productive. Yes. You know, if you are aware that you're a morning person and you know that you have that window blocked off to get A, B and C done, you won't get things that are in your way. And so I think about there's an there's a man named Ed Milet and he has a book called Max Out Hmm. And one of his rules is he works three days in every day. And the way he does that is by blocking off certain parts of the day. Mm -hmm. So he knows that he's most productive in the morning. So he takes care of the things that are highest on his priority list in the morning. Mm -hmm. He will not answer phone calls or emails until after lunch because in his mind, that's the time block that he answers to Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. And then he has the evening to work on things for the next day. Yep. And so being aware and understanding when your productive time is and being able to set that time aside to where you know, hey, I would love to help you right now, but I have this going on and this is part of my routine, Mm. makes it easier to say no and prevents you from filling up your schedule to things that probably are not very important right now. Yeah, yeah. And I think last but not least, another wonderful tip is is really be a great advocate for your own self-care. You know, if you are someone who is going hard, in life and doing so many things, it's important to be able to make sure that you honor your time when you're down, when you're off, when you're not on. And, you know, I know tremendous amount of executives who will travel and make these cool weekend trips or three day weekends during the holiday, but their intention is, is to get out and see the world to reboot per se. I know some executives who will literally not work one whole week a month Right. Because that's their way of doing things to what they want to do, since there's so much, you know, so many opportunities for them to give to others that one week in the month is what they do for themselves. And I know executives who literally, literally will turn that cell phone off. Right. When they leave from work and it's an expectation on people to be more independent around executive decisions and choices and trusting their leaders to be able to make the decisions when they've turned their phone off. And if it's a crisis or something that's just absolute got to have you, they know how to get a hold of you. But, you know, trusting your t- leadership and training them to 
be proactive when you're not present is a great benefit in return to be able to turn the phone off, turn the, you know, punch, punch the clock and be out for the rest of the day. And so many opportunities. It's just a matter of uh, building into that, growing into that, slowly curving the corner for people to now respect that of you and expect that of them. Hey, this is Sarah. I just wanted to chat with you for a moment. I wanted to let you know about an awesome new tool for your business, LifeQuest. With brandable features that make it possible to run multiple businesses and sell paid resources, LifeQuest is the newest mobile client relationship management platform for growing your business. LifeQuest is helping dynamic professional leaders just like you save time and money while managing their business. Our support team would love to show you what LifeQuest can do for you. Click the link in the show notes to get started. At LifeQuest, we're not just one more thing, we're the thing. Now back to your show. Absolutely. I say absolutely every time now. This is so <laughs> it's, I agree with you so much. And, you know, if you're looking at that list and it's a daunting list and you're not even sure where to begin, you really want to create an order, you know, schedule the things that are most important first. Mm-hmm. Because I think about, you know, right now we're getting ready for a baby and it's like you want to do so many things and you have all these things piling up, but our baby needs a nursery. So it's like, Looking at the timeline and looking at, you know, I have four weeks left of school and understanding that, hey, my baby's not going to be born until September. I need to focus on my school the next four weeks. And in the meantime, if I have extra time in the day, I can do a little bit here, a little bit there. But not letting the fact that I feel this urgency to have a room for my child take precedent over my studies, which mm-hmm. are really the priority at the yeah. moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, you said something wonderfully. You know, if you got a lot on your list... What works best that I saw people do is obvious. There's a couple of things, you know, they will, you know, make that list. And then, you know, at least three things are coming off that list for the day. Just the three. There might be other things that are added to the list, but only three things are taken off that list for the day. I've seen people use software apps to put on their computer to kind of monetize or, you know, create a spreadsheet that says, where are your productive times at and where is your free time at? So that you can kind of see your habits so that you can carve out moments where you can be more productive about, you know, when you're going to turn it off or when you're going to try to have it all. And then I've seen people do a values assessment right? A values assessments is typically at the root cause of why things are overlapping in someone's life and they're not feeling fulfilled. And if they can understand a little bit more about their values and their why, they sometimes will find diamonds that things are going down the same vein together and you can find common ground to share and and serve them both in a way that's meaningful for you to feel like you've just balanced out your life. There you go. Balance. I like that. You know, and that's great because our next tip here is, you know, really just giving yourself time for unconscious thought. Yeah. And this is according to Inc. Magazine. Research shows that people tend to make their best decisions when they have an opportunity to review the data and the facts, then focus their thought on something else for a while. Yeah. So they gave tips here on saying, you know, take a walk, do a mindless Mm -hmm. chore, exercise, do something where your body goes on autopilot and your mind does too. Yeah, I love that because it literally allows you to take a moment to get new data in, like a 
energy, the light, the sun, you know, smells. And then when you go back, you, I cannot tell you how many, how many times that has benefited me. I'll sit and write up a contract or proposal or a speech or something. And I'm stuck in the words and I'm just going back and forth with what I feel is creative space. But then I will literally walk away for a little bit and come back and things awaken for me like a whole new perspective I see my blind spots I see where I was trying to cram things in that shouldn't be there right or I see new ideas and I'm able to go like gosh I needed that break to rethink here's another strategy when you're stuck right and you've got these competing values and competing projects that you need to get out of the way or you're finding solutions for what I share with executives is this is it's as simple as doing stand-up meetings. Stand-up meetings are like, what is a stand-up meeting? Or we do that all the time. When your problem or the situation is on the table and you're standing up above it, having a dialogue conversation, you're removing yourself from the energy by not sitting eye to eye with it on the table. So when you're sitting in the seat and it's on the table, it's face to face with you. It's hard to kind of pull yourself out of it to be able to see perspective when it's right there in your face. So typically people will literally just stand up and leaving it on the table and think about what's possible because now you're governing down on it. It's the practice or the strategy of what they would do back in the war when they're strategizing against the enemy. They would have the playing field or the map out of what they wanted to achieve and then the little pieces on the board and then they move around and then they begin to strategize about what they're going to do because now they're looking at it from a bigger perspective on how to move forward. We did it back in the old Viking days and we're still doing it in the military strategy. It's a wonderful way of creating a break in your space to be able to get in front of what might be just overwhelming things that are just needing new perspective and new solutions to to move forward. That's great, you know, and that's really good because anytime you can look at something from a different angle, you will see things in a different way. That's right. And, you know, after you've figured that out, make sure that the next step is, you know, just taking taming those distractions mm. because now that you're ready to move on to the next thing, I think about you know, distractions and how distracted we are throughout the day and how much time that eats away at us, right? Oh my gosh. And I recently discovered this technique called the Pomodoro technique. Mm. Have you heard of it? I have never heard of that. Let's look it up. Yeah. So the Pomodoro technique it is when you set aside time, you turn on a timer and in that time you are not distracted, but focused on that task. And recently, um, not recently, but a while ago we had discussed Greg Clunas and his monotasking mm -hmm. and the efficiency of monotasking. And it stuck with me when I saw this Pomodoro technique, because if you give yourself that opportunity to set a timer and just focus on that one thing, you will be surprised at how much you are able to get done. Yeah. Yeah. Within that time frame, if you remove all your distractions. Yeah. Yeah. And there's this lady, what made me think about was there's this lady called the fly lady. And she always says when you're overwhelmed with cleaning your home, you set a kitchen timer. Yep. And you focus on that one thing. Yep. And you just get as much of it done as you can before you take a break. And it always stuck with me because I remember when I had Abigail, I would get so overwhelmed at the thought of doing anything that I was just like, we just don't do anything, right? And then mm -hmm. that one day turns into two days and that one mess turns into two messes. And you're <laughs> like, I don't even know how to deal with any of this. I remember Lloyd and I, we went and we got tired of, of 
always running out of clean bottles. Oh, my God. Girl. And so the solution was to go buy more bottles. And I'm like, this is a terrible solution. Like, why did we think this is a good idea? Now we have twice the bottles to wash. Like, we're losing twice the nipples. This is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the Pomodoro technique is something that's really stuck with me now because it's like if a task Mm -hmm. is overwhelming and it's a very important task and I need to avoid those distractions, let me just set a quick timer and just grind it out. Yeah, I agree with you. No, never knew it was called Pomodoro. But it's just easy. It's easy to do, and we've been doing it, right? I'm just going to do this one thing. I'm going to be done. I only have time for cleaning the bathroom. I only have time, you know, to get this one email out. I only have time, right? I'm only taking this time. I've got so many things going on. I'm going to take 25 minutes here, and whatever I get done, I get it done. And then I'm going to pause it and come back to it. But I'm not going to spend all day trying to knock this out and never get anything else touched or done. I get that. And even down to just recently made that decision to know what it was called but we have a large yard and landscape and stuff and so I am the I'm the gardener and so what I decided to do this year was Pomodora I said you know I'm going to go out here for 25 minutes and I'm going to trim back cut back pull back what I can from this side of the house and then you know I'll choose when I come back out here to do the other side and that seemed to be very fulfilling for me it's because I didn't break a back. I wasn't sore. I wasn't overly exhausted. I didn't feel like I spent the whole day out here sweating in the sun trying to do a whole yard. I absolutely just went out there and trimmed a couple of bushes, sprayed a couple of weeds, you know, landscape cleaned up, and then I was done. Well, and it was enjoyable, right? It, was. it wasn't like a bane, terrible chore where you're like, oh, I, I wanted this, this beautiful, beautiful yard. Yeah, yeah, but now I got all this commitment. And, and I want to come back out. <laughs> right, right. And, you know, I can understand that so much. And, you know, the last tip that they had here was, you know, just really understanding that your impact on other people and the position that you hold. You know, if you're in leadership, you really are a role model and you're setting an example for others. And if you're spreading yourself thin and you're having a hard time managing your time, what does that say for the people that are looking up to you? Well, yeah, well, well, well. Well, we always say diamonds. We're a message, not just messengers. We want to shine bright. And brightness attracts. It's a beautiful light. Or we can shine something that is, you know, energy, attracting other energy that doesn't get us to what we want or what we want to share. Absolutely. That's very true. And it's really interesting because, you know, I think we forget how often people are looking up to us. You know, as a mom, I am always surprised at how many things my daughter retains and how many things that my daughter takes away throughout my day. And it's almost like, I don't even know how to call it, but it's like my sounding board. I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, am I really coming across like that? Oh my gosh, am I really doing that? And the reflection comes with it. And you're like, well, listen, clearly she's seeing something that I'm not seeing and I need to get it together. Oh, what a beautiful mirror that can be when we are able to allow ourselves to experience growth through the eyes of other people or how they show up around us. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's big girl stuff. (laughs) That's awesome. So... As we are journeying through this crazy summer and getting through everything that is on our list, we hope that you found some value in these tips and some great takeaways because, you know, there are going to be moments that times are hard and there's going to be moments where you're going to feel spread thin, but understanding where your priorities are and understanding how to set those boundaries, it's really the biggest step you can make in terms of 
you know, accomplishing those bigger goals and getting those bigger wins. This is a marathon, not a sprint. That's right. (laughs) And so, you know, in order to appreciate that journey and that process, you really have to be aware and mindful of how you are dedicating that time. We all only get 24 hours in the day. You're no different than me. We all got a lot going on. You know, don't let this stop you and don't start a pity party over it because, you know, we all have to move forward. Tomorrow's a new day. And sometimes it's just as simple as hitting that reset button. All right, diamonds, until next time, shine bright. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, share it. Share it with people you care about, people you think this will benefit. Share with your team or colleague who is having a difficult time and is looking for solutions. We all want to help people live empowered, to know what to do when faced with uncertainty. And I believe that these ideas can help others have that success. So please share it. But also follow us on our hashtag community power purpose plan and tell us what you think and how this episode has helped you. Diamonds, you have a choice to live connected to progress and growth. You deserve it. And it is yours to have. Live life, my friend, and be encouraged to step into your power purpose plan today. Until next time, take care.